0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Idol Chatter. We are a Survivor fan podcast. I'm Laura.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: We're your hosts. And we are here today doing another recap of Season 29. Typically, when Survivor is live on air, we'll recap those episodes in this incredibly long, painful off-season we are watching some old seasons. We're currently working our way through season 29, Blood versus Water 2. We're going to be talking about episode 11 today with arguably one of the best episode titles. Best, or if not best, most intriguing.
1: Yeah, oh, I literally, like, last week, the second I saw it pop up in the previews, I was like, what What could they possibly be talking about? I assumed something from the reward challenge. I assumed there was like a brunch involved, but th- that wasn't the case.
0: No. The episode title at hand is kind of like cream cheese.
1: What? 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 I mean, like, who, who said it? <laughs> what is the context? I mean, we'll find out later in the episode, but yeah, I was definitely I... intrigued.
0: I had a lot of questions before we get into it. If you've enjoyed these episodes, if you're enjoying this one, we're like one minute in, but you know, make a, make an assessment. We love if you could give us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps. And you'd, like, you like, you don't even need to do a review. Just a rating would be wonderful. I'll take both. I'll take one. It's fine. All right. So. We get back to the beach after Tribal, and usually this is, like, a very quick part of the episode, but there was a lot jam-packed into this episode before the credits even started.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I noticed that, too. Well, as we know, last week, Reed had—he did did win immunity, but he had kind of finagled something. They were going to blindside John, and he— it really was looking like he did have the numbers until oh. our beloved Keith nail said stick with the plan or something of the like, which exactly. tipped, which tipped John off. Natalie said, play your idol. John did. Keith played his as well. So there was, there were no votes for anyone except for Wes who ended up uh, going home. Keith's son. Yeah. So we get back after that and Alec Keith and Reed are talking, and Reed's kind of just like, you, you said stick with the plan. I think Keith's like, well, he didn't know what the plan was. <laughs> it's,
0: an am- it's an amazing conversation. My favorite part of it is when Alec is doing his little interview to the camera, and he says, he's talking about Keith, and he says, He's not very good at tribal, (laughs) and you know Alec is like, you know, I don't trust Reed either. But in this in this situation, I was on his side, and yet, (laughs) oh my God, he didn't know what the plan is. That's that's
1: truly incredible, truly incredible. Like, of course, he doesn't know what the plan is. But Keith, by uh, you saying that, it lets uh, them know that your work that Reed is not on their side and has a plan with you, sweetie. Oh, Keith.
0: We're down to eight people at this point. It's night 26. And then there's a whole other conversation, which is between John, Jacqueline, Natalie. I think Missy and Baylor are kind of there too. They're somewhere. And Jacqueline is saying like, oh my God, Natalie, thank God. Thank God that you told him to play that idol. Really good work, like sniffing that out. John says, you know, best blindside sniff out ever. But then, okay, but then John's like, oh, yeah, like, I was going to play that the whole time. Like, I knew all along I was playing my idol. Basically trying to take credit for Natalie's move of yeah. of knowing to play the idol. And then Natalie says to the camera, she's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, you weren't going to play your idol. I saved you, bro. And then mm-hmm. this is so interesting. And In this whole episode, we start to see, you know, John and Jacqueline, they have they have some trials and tribulations, but – to start off, John tells Jacqueline, he's like, hey, don't give Natalie any other credit for my work. And Jacqueline's, you know, because he was like, you know, Jacqueline, you said like, damn, Natalie, good job. And he keeps calling it my play. He's like, don't give her credit for my play. And Jacqueline's like, what are you talking about? I helped you. Natalie helped you. Like, excuse me.
1: Yeah. And she, she is within her right. Cause it, uh, it it's really annoying. Mm. I don't know. It's just like a man steamrolling a woman. Like it, uh, just it, in our life, it just happens all the time. And yeah, he specifically says, if I do a play that's really good, like that, don't give them credit. That's what right. Jacqueline is like. Excuse you. It's
0: so weird. And he's, he's trying to frame it as like, Jacqueline, think about, you know, the final three, like we need to make sure I look good. And she's like, how the fuck do you know that I'm not going to be in the final three? And yeah, I was, oh, my blood was boiling here. Like I was, I was on Jacqueline's side. I was like, oh. yeah, like at this point, I like, if I were Jacqueline, like, I, I don't know.
1: I'm not just going to vote you off, John. I'm I'm going to break up with you. Just kidding. She said, <laughs> she said nothing of the like, but she did wrap up the conversation with, with uh, to camera, her saying to us, screw you. I'm going to the top three then and i'm here for it and we'll see what happens (laughs) we will
0: it was it was a very interesting first five minutes where you had these like pivotal conversations with reed keith and alec and then you had this one with john and Jacqueline, which really set up the episode we'll get into that but first we got our reward challenge come on in guys i
1: love this here come in guys this I love these. They're, well, they're normally savage and fun. And, you know, this one kind of took the wind out of my sails. Because
0: the end was
1: pretty anticlimactic. But
0: Yeah. Well, this is a very old school challenge. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been, as you know, rewatching some old seasons. And one of the ones I just rewatched was Survivor Amazon. And it's funny to see how much it's changed. Because, well, I'll describe what it is first. And then I'll describe how it's changed. But basically... The game is, how well do you know your tribe mates? Ashley, you'd be great at this, by the way. Oh,
1: I I feel like I would.
0: Yeah, This this would be your challenge. But it's basically, Jeff is going to ask all of the tribe mates a series of questions about people from the game. When you get one right, you get to chop someone else's rope, so to speak. Each rope can be cut three times and then you're out the last person standing wins. If you don't get the question right, you don't get to make a chop. Uh, and then the last person, yeah, last person standing wins, as I said. And every time you ch- you do the, uh, once the rope has been chopped all three times, it kind of crushes this coconut, which like symbolizes the person and their name <laughs> is under it. But it's funny in Survivor Amazon, and they probably did this in you know other seasons too. What they did was they had, every player make this really elaborate mask. Do you remember that? Oh, um, they would yes. give them like arts and craft supplies and yeah. they would, like, try and make them. And it just shows the evolution of the show where it's like, you know, they would dedicate those five, six minutes to showing all of the players painting these really elaborate face masks, like decorating them, making them look like themselves yeah. and you know, kind of show them working on a project. And now it's like, we're not going to waste time with that.
1: Yeah. It's all about the strategy we, and, and maybe some like funny one liners from Keith, but yeah, it's all about the strategy. Another thing they used to do though, which is definitely more savage in my opinion. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised they got rid of it. Do you remember it wasn't back in the day? It wasn't, how well do you know this person? Like, a fun fact about them. It was everyone would vote first. Like, oh, who? Like, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Yeah, season. they did I that in was, Amazon. I think, yeah, and I think the one I'm thinking out of is Aris's season. And I think it was, like, who's the biggest poser? And I think. Yeah, dude, like, dude. Yeah, and it was, like, savage. Like, some some of them would be compliments. Like, oh, who would you want to – like, who makes you feel safe? And then it's, like, who's the biggest poser or who's the most fake?
0: In Survivor Amazon – because I told – I mentioned – I guess it must have been last episode. But, like, Survivor Amazon was, like, truly disgusting to me. Like, the way that they talked about women. And they would – for that challenge that you're speaking of, they had – because they had both. They had the the quiz one – And then they, no, you know what, you're right, it was, was it the same? They might have been, I don't, anyway, it was a nighttime challenge, like, I remember, and the questions were, like, which which tribe mate does everyone most want to sleep with? Like, it was, like, really, and maybe they didn't say sleep with, but they were, like, who's the cutest? And it was, like, down to, like, Heidi and Jenna, and it was just, oh, God, and it was just,
1: it's cringy. They have to be objectified in that way because we know it's going to be one of the hot girls. But then to pit them against each other, like that doesn't feel good either. Like if I'm, the, yeah, I don't. You don't want to be the second hottest girl. You want to be the hottest. I don't. I don't think I stand a chance at either oh. title. But you know, I don't. Uh huh. I, 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 I much. Don't like it. I much prefer this one.
0: It, w- so the reward, by the way, is a horseback ride through San Juan, and they're gonna like go to this beautiful resort and have a nice barbecue. They're going to have brownies and they're going to stay the night and then come back the next morning.
1: That sounds so nice. I mean, I I slept in bed last night and I have plenty (laughs) of food, but that's still like that. Oh, that just looked cozy and so brownie looked delicious. Yeah. So interestingly
0: enough, we only get two questions before this challenge is over, but, but I'll go through them.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: The first one is besides Natalie and Nadia, who here has a twin sibling?
1: And I didn't, you know, it's funny. I've seen this season multiple times. I, I literally didn't know. I couldn't, I, I, I did not know the answer. I was like really scratching my head.
0: I didn't know either. Yeah. yeah. Now the answer is Jeremy and everyone gets it right except for poor old Keith. Yeah. So one by one, they go to make their chops. Natalie chops Reed John chops Reed. Uh, Jeff goes, not looking like Reed's gonna go on a horseback ride. And then Reed delivers my favorite quote of the episode. He goes, "It's okay, my family has 12.
1: <laughs> I loved it. It's just I like, loved it so much.
0: I like it's so good. Oh man. So then Alec chops Natalie. Missy chops Reed. Reed's out, but it's all right. He's got twelve horses. Jacqueline chops Alec, Baylor chops Alec, Reed chops Missy. Even though he's out, he still gets to make a chop.
1: Which is an interesting choice. I think this is really where the contention between like Reed and Missy really starts to to bubble. I know we did see hints of it before, but this is, i don't know. I feel like I wasn't I wasn't sure who Reed was gonna go for. I think maybe I thought he was gonna go for John, but mm. yeah
0: it's this is a fiery episode. I'll tell you what, yeah. The next question
1: is, who owns and operates a tanning salon business? This one, I, I honestly, I don't even think I knew. I think just in my heart, I knew that it was Julie
0: for some for some reason, I thought it was missy, but yeah, that wouldn't have been fair cause she, she's playing. Yeah. It, it is Julie. So everyone is right. and, we got another round of chops. So we see John chop Alec. Alec chops John. <laughs> Missy's gonna chop Keith's rope. Jacqueline's gonna chop Keith's rope. Keith is gonna chop Mi- Missy. And by the way, it's funny when Keith is walking up, Jeff's like, what's he gonna do? And Keith goes, who knows? Like, yeah just uh, such a little strategy
1: yeah uh, but i mean i will he but he pretty much knows it's it's futile like he you know he knows he's he's out so it's kind of just like oh which one of these yahoos do i hate the least like doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> it's, it's three yeah, three of them are going so
0: you can you can definitely 100 percent i think see a, a change in keith's demeanor mm-hmm. after wesley was voted off yeah it's, he seems a little a little sad
1: Yeah, poor guy.
0: Yeah, so, okay. (sighs) Baylor chops Keith, and then Keith sits down with Reed, and, you know, he basically says, like, well, this shows, you know, where we stand. Like, that's the five that's left. This is where we get one of the weirdest moments, because the people who are left, Baylor, Missy, John, Jacqueline, and Natalie, and they're a solid five. And they basically just start being like, well, what are we going to do? Like, who wants, like, Natalie...
1: I think Natalie starts, I think Natalie still has her chop and she starts walking towards and she's like looking back at them. Like, Oh guys, like what should I do? Like, I don't know. Natalie just fucking chop Missy, put her out of her misery. I don't want her to go.
0: Right. Like I, I don't like when you stop playing the game and you can tell Jeff gets pissed off too, because yeah. it's like, if you're just going to basically throw this, like set it up for who you want to win, we don't need to, to do, we don't need to do this. Like, just tell me who you're going to have win. And, This is weird because Baylor's like, my mom, my mom. And, like, uh, you can kind of – it was just a weird moment where, like, I – and they were kind of trying to decide, like, oh, who's gotten the most rewards, who's done the most things, who needs it the most. Maybe
1: Maybe it's Missy's only hope of winning anything, like, yeah. maybe that maybe that like, could like Missy. Like, technically, if you go to Wikipedia right now, it will say Missy's the winner of the challenge. And maybe that like they wanted her to have that glory because you know she's not winning anything else because her challenge performance is like notoriously bad. Yet somehow she got picked for the schoolyard pick last week and not Keith, who's a challenge beast. Sorry, excuse my tangent. But yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if that was their, their strategy there, but. It's just not fun. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like boring TV. There's, there's such thing as friendly competition between friends. It's like, you don't give up. It's, I I don't know. I just don't like it. And you know, they're going to backstab each other eventually. So it's just fake.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Missy wins kind of, (laughs) (laughs) and they're going to send John, to exile which right off the bat i'm like that's genius of course because two idols were flushed last last tribal council so you know there's gonna be an idol at exile and john's gonna go get it
1: yeah which i mean i guess maybe john john wants to go and maybe as a like i don't know like i'm i'm not in any way but i know personally like if it was between me and my dad and my brother like i would be the least likely to want to go to exile like i don't want to stay on an island by myself in the dirt like no thank you um but i don't know like why does john automatically get to go and find the idol like do you think maybe like maybe natalie would have wanted to go i don't know like
0: yeah
1: i mean granted she already has one which no one knows except for baylor but but still i don't know it's like. John's clearly running the show. Why are you giving him another idol? Right. So then
0: Missy gets to choose not one, but two people to go on the reward with her. Obviously she chooses Baylor, her daughter, but then she has to pick another person. And this is when it gets so interesting because You know, she she makes a big show being like, oh, I don't know who to pick because basically John's gone. So it comes down to Natalie or Jacqueline, the other two people in her alliance. And she picks Natalie.
1: Yeah, which I get that that's a tough decision, I think, truthfully. And I was thinking about it going back and forth in my head. I think she shouldn't have picked Baylor and it should be understood. Like in a couple, you can't show favoritism. But then it, then on the other hand, like it's hard to say what you would do in that situation because you might think, when am I going to have the opportunity to have this experience with my daughter? Right. So it's like it's hard because like strategically, no, she should not have picked Baylor. But the you know benefit might outweigh the cost if she does pick her because it's just such a nice experience. So I don't I, know. I
0: get it. But at that point. I mean so basically spoiler alert we see ramifications of this decision throughout the whole episode and mm-hmm. it almost does become a million dollar decision in a way and it it, it is really hard because look I'm a human being I, in the moment if it were because it, I think what you're what you're you know the point you're making is that Baylor's not a vote that Missy needs to worry about because if if Missy pissed Baylor off, Baylor's still gonna vote with her because they're mother and daughter, right? Yeah. So it, it, she she could have taken Natalie and Jacqueline and not had to worry about what Baylor was gonna be scrambling and doing back at camp. Mm-hmm. In the moment, I agree. I think I'd be like, of course I'm gonna go on this beautiful horseback ride with my daughter, no question. But if I could take a step back, if I had a minute to think about it, and I was like well, how many beautiful experiences could we have with a million dollars? Like, maybe I would change yeah. my mind. But, you know, we can't live in what-ifs. So she picks Natalie, and you can immediately tell that Jacqueline is pissed. She has a sour look on her face. And, I mean, basically, like, she's thinking, like, oh, well, John... And, and to be fair, like, Jacqueline's like, oh, John made this sacrifice to go to exile. And it's like, it wasn't a sacrifice. Like, he's getting an idol. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, but she... She thinks that, you know, because, yeah, she thinks she should have been picked. And and so Jeff is, you know, he's, he's poking the fire. He is like, now that you have to go back to camp and eat rice with people who don't like you. And then Reed goes, we like her a lot. And then Baylor said, sure you do, Reed. You like everybody. This is my second favorite read quote of the episode. First being my family has 12 horses, but then <laughs> Reed go- So Baylor says, Sure, you do Reed, you like everybody. And he goes, Cause I'm a people person, Baylor. You're a brat. And Baylor goes, Excuse me? And then Missy goes, Did you just call her a brat? <laughs>
1: And it's like um yeah he did and uh, I I stand by it.
0: <laughs> it was a loaded exchange and you know Missy says you know this is personal that's my kid and then Missy is like yeah man come on like she's a mom and Rita's like yeah no it's it's cool I get that she's a mom and you're her daughter but you're also like twenty years old, which yeah. is a fair point.
1: Which well Missy's actually one that said I'm sure you do and then Baylor said you like everybody, Reed. Mm-hmm. So it's like there, two jabs were made, so I don't know. Clearly something else went into the... I think Baylor probably does act like a brat back at, back at camp, and like Missy does. Like, we've seen before Missy kind Absolutely. of like compensating around camp for Baylor not doing that much. So I think it's just like, it's bottled up. Like, if I was Reed, I'd be fucking pissed too, because you know what? Like, it's not like Reed... It's not like he was scheming the whole time. It's literally like his loved one Got sent home, and he needed to scramble for his life. It's not like he's always been at. You know what I mean? It's like Absolutely. I would feel sh- I would feel shitty knowing my back is against the wall. I'm for screwed, sure. and then seeing like the cool kids, like the click, you know, mm-hmm. fight over. Like, oh no, like you go on the reward. Oh no, you mm-hmm. win. Like, I, I'd be pissed too. And you know what? It's yeah, just probably, like and- you've had it up to here, and you're just like, you know what, brother, shut up, you're a brat. Keep in mind, he gave up his
0: reward for Missy
1: oh yeah so
0: yeah, for, for uh, 100% I, Reed is playing the game that he, he is playing the hand that he's been dealt very much yeah. and oh. because when in the beginning of this season you didn't see these fiery antics from Reed because he was in a majority alliance he was chilling and now he is dealing the hand he's been dealt he has to scramble he has to make these big moves and yeah I think it's a lot of up from frustration he gave up his reward for Missy to go on a couple oh, challenges oh, ago yeah and you know I'm sure there was a. I I would imagine there was some parts of this exchange that perhaps were cut out
1: yeah def- it seemed way too br- you know what I mean it just like yeah. seemed like two little comments and then you're a brat so like I'm sure something else was said I completely forgot about him giving up his reward for Missy that's kind of fucked up she should have brought him
0: right I mean there's a there's a lot that could have That could have been different. And also, I mean, they didn't need to. When he said we like her a lot, I mean, yeah. Like, I I feel like they're just they're attacking him for playing the game, which is what he has to do.
1: So they get a little. We want him to do as viewers. We want to see people playing the game, not everyone being best friends all the time like
0: come so, on so, so missy e then says to read she goes i've always had your back you've never had mine you've lied to my face which like excuse me what and then you know jacqueline is you know she's sharing how she feels and she says yeah like john made the sacrifice and i got the butt end and you know obviously those three are on top and i love how all of the guys just take this opportunity to like be like yes jacqueline that's exactly it. and i love keith goes that's exactly right. And I love how he's, like, trying to redeem his acting. And, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Jacqueline's starting to realize that when that five is the the people left standing, her and John are going to be on the bottom because Missy and Baylor are tighter with Natalie. Yeah.
1: Natalie,
0: Missy, and Baylor... Literally right off into the distance. And we go and catch up with John, who's on exile. He gets a new clue for the idol, saying to look for a sideways tree or something. It's gonna be a dry trek twice a day. So you know it has something to do with the tide. You know it's probably near the water. And he, you know, he he mentions that this is so important for him to get because he's afraid that he is too big of a threat. And you know, yes, it's very cocky, but it's not untrue. Yeah. He finds it in a little crevice of, like, this rock wall, and uh, he has the idol. It's it's a little anticlimactic. We
1: see what we need to see. <laughs> That's exile. We go to the reward at this point, which just looks yeah. so delicious.
0: It It does look very nice. You see, you know, Natalie says it's like we're seeing Nicaragua with a whole other view. You see them riding through, like, these lush jungles. It just looks completely different than the beach that we're used to. And then we see them get to this beautiful resort. There's flowers. Some some of the food that they rattle off when they first get there, they're like, we see salad, chips, beans, and I'm like, not literally none of that. If I went to a reward challenge and there was a fucking salad there, I would be
1: like, get this out of my face. Oh, see, for me, it's the beans. I like I like a delicious like I I think salads can be. More delicious than a cheeseburger sometimes.
0: It can be. But when you're on an island, what do you want? A salad or a cheeseburger?
1: Probably the cheese. You know, I want both. That's the yeah, thing. That's I, want, I, I want it all. Because sometimes I feel like your body is just like, I need vegetables, like, in order to carry on. And just like a cold, a cold, crisp salad. I don't, I, I want it all. You know, yeah. I give me a burger. Give me fries. Give me salad. Give me brownies. I want it all.
0: So the three of them sit down to eat and they start talking about Jacqueline and they say that she was being a real princess. You know, she's kind of pouting. They're worried that she's going to be back at camp trying to flip. This is when Natalie and Baylor deliver Missy the good news that they have an idol and they're they're like so giddy and excited. And, you know, Missy says that she's so glad that Baylor found
1: an idol. And I'm, and like-, I'm like, she didn't <laughs> though. Yeah, like, oh, like... It?
0: It's Natalie. Yeah,
1: I know. Baylor just happened... Like, I think Natalie just didn't... I think at that point... Okay, say a lot- some people are on a reward and you need to look for an idol. I feel like it's better just to recruit someone as a lookout and so you're not being shady running off by yourself. Like, I think that's the strategy in that sometimes, where like, why she had Baylor come with her. You know for what sure, I mean? Like, sure, it was in such a public of- place. It was in camp, so...
0: Yeah, no fault on Natalie, but it's it's just it rubbed me the wrong way when Missy was so excited for Baylor, and I'm like, but it's not Baylor's idol. The idol belongs to the person who has it. Yeah. I would never, for a second, if my friend had the idol, I would never consider it mine too. It yeah, it was just a small thing
1: that bugged me. Yeah, we do not have an idol. A, a single person has one.
0: <laughs> so we get back to the beach, and we have Reed, Keith, Alec, and Jacqueline, and. Reed is regretting his actions. He says he should not have let Baylor get a rise out of him. But every everyone kind of agrees that it was. It, it, they don't. Nobody blames him. They're just like, yeah, that was
1: annoying. Yeah, and you know, and Jacqueline too. At this point, you know, she's she's a little salty about the reward. She, you know, she's kind of like, well, maybe I'm just I'm maybe I'm just bad about it. Maybe I'm just like bitter. But I don't know. I'd be a little bitter too because it it does it does say something those choices right. mean something and it's so, hard to when you when you as a group because missy wouldn't have even won missy would have been out because she had already got chops from the guys so right. it's like you all collectively give it to her so it, it's it's just very telling who you pick absolutely
0: so all the guides are trying to get in jacqueline's good graces reed is making her <laughs> this nice ass lunch a big bowl of rice and it honestly looked good to me yeah. and jacqueline Like, on one hand, like, don't be fake. But on the other hand, yeah, let me hear you out. Which I think is the right approach. Like, do the best of what you got. What you got is these three goons. So, you know, Reed starts making, you know, his pitch. He's like, Missy isn't loyal. Like, she's not going to be loyal to you. They they start kind of scheming and talking about working together. (laughs) Keith says, man, that could be huge. And and Jacqueline realizes that her and John are very much in the middle again.
1: Yeah, and like, Reed makes... A very excellent point. And he he is just saying, you know, Missy isn't loyal. John is. And pretty much Missy and John are threats to one another. But Mm. the difference is Missy's more ruthless than that, he says. Missy's already acting. So it's not a matter of, you know, waiting for John or Missy to strike. Missy's already struck in Reed's opinion. So that's why Jacqueline and John should go with the three guys. And truthfully, I kind of agree. I do too that they would be safer with the guys because I'm sorry, like Alec and Keith are not the, ba- I mean, Reed's dangerous. Like they need to go with the guys and then get Reed out immediately. Cause he is, da- he is very dangerous, but
0: absolutely. <laughs> he's dangerous, but he's making sense because he has, when, when you're on the bottom like that, y- yeah, you have reasons to lie. If that's, but like he he doesn't have anything to lose, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. we'll we'll talk about that later after the challenge when he talks to John and Jacqueline because he's making very sound points all throughout this episode. Definitely. But then the girls get back. Natalie, Baylor, and Missy return from their reward, and they immediately have eyes on Jacqueline. They're and this is something else that irritated me throughout this episode. But you know they're they're watching her every move, and. Uh, they're watching her talk to Alec and it it is a pretty interesting conversation. And this is when we get into the cream cheese, but uh, <laughs> Jacqueline's talking to Alec about Baylor and he's like, and she's like, what's your dynamic? Like, are you brother and sister? Like, do you want to take her on a date? And Alec's like, uh, there's no girl I take on a date from survivor <laughs> except you.
1: Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Unless you're going to go on a date with right. me. And they're, they're both just like, ha 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 ha. Like, It's like very casual. Alex says It's very innocent.
0: It's like the way that you talk to a guy who you have zero interest in, but you don't want to hurt his feelings. You're just like, yeah, uh it's cute. Then in an interview, Alex says, Jacqueline is a cool chick. I like her a lot. So it was a smart move making her feel as comfortable as we can. You know, that doesn't mean she's voting with us, but it's not going to hurt anybody. It's just kind of like cream cheese cream cheese, you can't hurt at many things by
1: putting cream cheese on it. How does this, like, make no sense? But, like, and... a lot of sense at the same time. I mean, <laughs> of... I mean, I don't know where, where does this come, where did this thought come from? I, I would love to know, but... Of all I mean, the... I... Me- yeah. Of all the metaphors to choose as
0: an episode title, it's so shocking to me that they picked this one. You know, like, last week we had Baylor's Funhouse or Funhouse yeah. Mirror metaphor. Like, that, to me, it, it, it wasn't my favorite metaphor, but it could have been a cl- an interesting title, like Funhouse Mirror or something like that. Yeah. But, but th- sometimes, like, whenever, um, so when we when we put out our podcast episodes, like, I just use the name of the the episode, but if we ever do one that's not related to a survivor episode if it's an interview or a deep dive or something we have to brainstorm episode names and sometimes like you know we we strike gold but sometimes you kind of phone it in because you're like I don't have anything better let's just go with this that's what this felt like yeah they were like "Well, (laughs) we'll just call it kind of like cream cheese and call it a day
1: I mean, it, really, it should have been called "My Family Has Twelve Horses." <laughs> <laughs> My family has twelve horses. If, but if, if if it was up to me, but all right, we're going with the cream. The cream cheese did it. It did intrigue me. It had me. It had me thinking. And I think when you post our like our Instagram post this week, and it just says it's kind of like cream cheese. Maybe if I I'm someone that doesn't listen every week, or maybe if I'm someone that just saw one of our memes we posted and they follow us and they haven't listened yet. I might be like, what the hell is this cream cheese? What I need to know. What does cream cheese have to do with survivor? You know, so, you might tune in.
0: Yeah, it, it does. It does catch your attention. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is where it gets weird because Natalie says that Jacqueline is inappropriately flirting with Alec. And it's just kind of laughable because it, first of all, there is such a thing as harmless flirting. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, I think it's like a toxic thinking to, to, to suggest otherwise like flirting. Yeah. It, it, there is such a thing as inappropriate flirting, but it's also like, yeah, if, you, if you're like hosting a party, you're gonna be like, Oh, what a great slide. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There, there is such a thing as like, appropriate flirting which is what this was and it's for sure maybe a little bit on Alex's side like he's obviously into Jacqueline but she's not paying him any minds there's a really funny yeah. conversation where Alex like yeah you me Drew and John like we all got to go out in downtown Orlando <laughs> and I love when he says like you don't have to pay for a hotel
1: yeah and he's like I, I hope you like to go out like Drew and I like to go out. truthfully I feel like uh, they're probably staying up till four in the morning and I, I can get on board with that sometimes. Like I, that sounds fun to me. I mean, I don't know if the company would be the best, but also I just, Downtown Orlando made me laugh a lot. <laughs> it's not like Miami. It's like a Mickey Mouse.
0: Like it, it also cracked me up when he was like, "You don't have to pay for a hotel" because that's like such a like a young twenty kind of yeah. sentiment of like, "No, you can just visit me. You don't have to pay for a hotel." And it's like now, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, "All right, but like, can I get a hotel
1: anyway?" <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty. You know what though? That like, and anyway, I can save a buck. I'm I'm going for it. So I'm like, yeah,
0: oh. But you also like your alone time. In your space.
1: That's true. But you know what? Like when I when I go somewhere, I just usually like commit to like I'm gonna be with people for this amount of time. That's
0: fair. But if it was Drew and Alec.
1: Oh, that is a good that is a good point. What a conundrum I'm in right now. I not 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 that I've gotten the invite. Drew Alec I'd love to visit Orlando with you. In this
0: episode, Alec seemed the most like Drew that he's ever
1: been. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. This was you know, like a, a it was like, wait a minute, am man. I
0: watching am I watching Alec or am I watching Drew?
1: Yeah, I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree.
0: I really don't think it was inappropriate flirting. No,
1: what? I mean oh he's literally God.
0: inviting her and her boyfriend. Whatever. Yeah.
1: I don't, yeah, Natalie's like, I know, like, if my boyfriend was here, like, with, I'm like, oh, my God, they're literally, like, the, the, some of the body language was said, and I'm like, they're literally, like, far apart from each other on this log, <laughs> like, they're yeah. not touching.
0: It's, it's really, it's really weird, because I, I forget how old Alec is, and I think Jacqueline's only, like, 26 or something, but she just seems so much older than him in, like, a maturity sense. So yeah, I, think, like,
1: I think he's, like, 22. Like, he yeah. he's he's pretty young. Yeah, It's pretty laughable to me.
0: But we get to the challenge. John strolls in from Exile. He is in the best mood I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. For someone that just spent two days isolated on an island, he's pretty chipper.
0: Right. So the challenge is, you are going to balance this oversized paddle on a stand, and it's it's a huge oversized paddle. And you have to roll these balls down the handle of the paddle and attempt to land them in a hole, a little divot on the paddle. And there are six balls to get into the six divots.
1: Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So. And it, yeah. And the, like the whole time and this one, I don't think we need to go back and forth. Like this yeah. person gets a ball, this person, you get a ball, you get a ball. Like Oprah. Um But john's pretty much in the lead and then you know like he he has three and then natalie might get one someone else might get one and mm-hmm. then really it's just keith starts to catch up with him and they kind of go back and forth but ultimately it ends with john has four and keith ends up getting all six at that point yeah.
0: so keith, our keith was boy a well-oiled machine keith did, yeah. keith did amazing
1: he really is a challenge beast sometimes
0: he is, and it's again. I've always said this. It's fun to see people win immunity who need to win immunity because when somebody who is safe anyway wins the necklace, it's kind of like, all right, well, that was kind of pointless. But this this goes to show you, you know, why you have immunity challenge on Survivor. Keith <laughs> says this comes in handy.
1: Yeah, and well, immediately after winning, he's like, "Golly." <laughs> Oh, oh, you
0: love that. You love that. I, I
1: it really gets me.
0: So Reed is like, well, shit, he realizes that he might be a dead man walking, but he has to at least try and get John and Jacqueline to flip, which at this point in the episode and in the game seems like a pretty good possibility. Yeah. But we get back to camp and there's just this weird dynamic. John is like, oh, my God, Jacqueline, I missed you so much. And he basically, I guess, after being alone on Exile for a couple days, like he just wants to cuddle with his boo. Like that is what John wants. And Jacqueline's trying to get in like on strategy. She's trying to tell him all of the things that happened while he was gone. She's trying to point out the this the threesome of Missy Baylor and Natalie and you know the proposition that Reed has brought up to her and John just doesn't want to hear it like he just wants to cuddle and <sighs> she gets she kind of understandably gets mad like he, he he's like I just missed you I just wanted to hang out and you know, he says that when you know, he was on exile yeah he looked for the idol a little bit but otherwise he was just paranoid the whole time and it, it it very much felt like mom and dad bickering.
1: Yeah. He he was paranoid the whole time. He, you know, but, uh, and but also missing Jacqueline, but Jacqueline is like, fuck this. Like, I just got all this information. We need to talk strategy right now. Like we have a big decision to make. And he's just like, no, like, like, it's just basically like him saying, you know, I've made up my mind. Like I, right. I know what I want to do. Let's just cuddle. Like, it's no, John. So
0: cringy because at one, she's starting to get upset. And at one point he is tells her to chill
1: uh, oh god you, you do, do not do that you do not tell a woman to chill
0: so Jacqueline, she feels like they're not in a partnership and that he doesn't need her help which is fair at one point while they're literally still fighting Reed comes over and he is like I know you guys are bickering but like we got to work together let's do this and This is and and John's like, you know, that's that's BS. Like, I know you don't want to take me to the end. And Reed makes what I think is such a good speech. He he lays it out and it's so honest. he's like, look, no, I am being truthful. I want to work with you. If I have any shot, I have to work with one of the couples. And I like you and Jacqueline better than Missy and Baylor. I don't want to work with them. I could, but I don't want to.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, it is a good point. And like. Okay, let's be honest here. Like, yes, of course, like, you know, John is a big threat. Reed did try to get him out last week, but you know, I think Reed says something that, you know, it's about staying in the game. That's what it's about. So, like, you know, yeah, maybe last week that was his plan, but you know, right now this is this is what he wants to do. And it does make sense. I mean, you have to think about it at this point. What are you gonna do when you get to the final five? When it is just, you know, Natalie Bale or Missy John Jacqueline, if they go that route someone's gonna go like you really you need to switch it up at some point or like at least consider other avenues
0: and natalie also says at one point i think probably when they were on the reward challenge that she is so confident that she can beat missy and baylor in a final three Mm -hmm. which makes
1: complete sense i mean i'm confident in that too i'm (laughs) not not voting for either one i i can't think of anyone if if that is our final three I can't think of anyone that would vote for Missy or Baylor over right. Natalie, I don't think.
0: Well, So, yeah. all that to say, John's starting to get into the conversation, but then Natalie comes over. So, Reed sa- or John says to Reed, I can't trust you after what you did. And he gives him a pretty big wink,
1: wink, wink. Like, repeatedly, like, exaggerated winking. But Natalie <laughs> can't say it, I don't think. It just... he's not the best winker but it just it it was funny
0: so but reed's very encouraged by the wink and he's like well now i know he's at least considering it but he he is a little worried because he thinks jacqueline's confused because she didn't see the wink either yeah so reed catches alec and keith up he's like i made my pitch to them we'll see what happens meanwhile this this bugs me John tells Missy he found the idol. And he starts talking strategy with Missy before he even talked to Jacqueline. I don't think he even told Jacqueline that he found the idol. And everyone being like, oh, like Jacqueline and Alec are flirting. Like, you have John having this, like,
1: 30-minute strategy talk with Missy. It just bothered me. Well, it's funny. Yeah, Jacqueline, Jacqueline's upset about that. And she, she's just like, oh, like, well, in John's, in John's you know, real life, he, he goes to his mom a lot for advice. <laughs>
0: oh that was savage
1: yeah that's just so funny because it's just like i like i just wonder what that dynamic is now like in their life right now john's like you know what is he in school for is he
0: his i know his dad's like a dentist
1: or like an oral surgeon does he do that too yeah, I think he is, but it's just, like, funny, I'm just imagining him, like, on the phone with his mom, like, yeah, like, I, I, man, I don't know, like, I could go to this program or this program, and Jacqueline's probably like, oh, well, honey, I think you should, and he's like, yeah, you're right, mom, like, you can yeah. real life right now, like, it's just probably one of those things, like, you know, some, some people can be mama's voice.
0: It was a really funny look at how real yes, it's a game, but you still have real life because up until now, they've been like nauseatingly cute together, like almost so much PDA. They're both so beautiful. It's just been a lot. So to finally see that they are a real couple that they, they do bigger, they do argue. It, it, it just, it humanized them for me.
1: Yeah. And you know what? And with Jacqueline being mad about all of this too, I think really like piggybacking on the whole after tribal conversation where he's like, my move, you know, don't give them credit for my move. I feel like it kind of was just like going to erupt at some Mm -hmm. point because it's, you know, John's actions then is kind of like this is his game. Jacqueline's just along for the ride. And, you know, he's not listening to her now and talking to other people like I'd be fucking pissed.
0: Oh, yeah, and she she is. She's yeah. so mad. At one point, Reed comes up to her and he is like, look, I'm really sorry we're fighting, but, you know, we got to figure this out. Like, my life hinges on you guys talking. And Jacqueline's like, well, that sucks for you then. Like, he doesn't want to talk to me. Uh, and so they get into – she's basically giving him the silent treatment. At this point, John starts graveling and it's so uncomfortable. Uh, at this point, Matt starts watching the show with me and he's like, that would be us, LOL. Oh. I mean like he's not wrong I'm a silent treatment person I feel like in relationships and in life there's two kinds of people when you get angry there's people who get loud and there's people who get dead quiet and I'm in that second camp
1: oh I'm I'm loud <laughs> I, I, I don't get I don't get that mad at people that often I think I mostly get I'm, I mostly get mad at, at my family that like the, those are the people like I mean because I live with them I fight with the most but I get I get very loud it's funny because I feel like I don't know, like, I've never yelled at you or anything, Mm -mm. but believe me. (laughs) I I do believe you. Don't cross me. (laughs) Kidding.
0: So, so, John, it's just, like, super uncomfortable because he's like, hey, babe, do you want to talk? And she's like, no, I'm not ready to talk to you. And they're they're both frustrated. At one point, John says, like, Jacqueline's over there flirting with Alec. Again, no, she's not. Jacqueline, you know, she tells John, you disrespected me today, and it's just really uncomfortable. We gotta go to tribal.
1: Oh, my God. That, I just can't even imagine the amount of frustration, like, because, I mean, Natalie Baylor and uh, and Missy, like, who really know? like, do they even know? I wonder how hard Reed's campaigning and that it's a possibility, or I'm just wondering if the fi- if the three of them are just sitting pretty, not even thinking that there's a chance they would go against them.
0: I think they have some idea.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. But I just like I'm imagining being read and how like frustrating that would be when it's like, oh, my God, please shelf your personal issues right now. Like we need to talk.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's literally it's it's such a hindrance to his game at this point. Them not talking. Yeah. And we're about to see how that's going to play out. We get to Tribal. We start off with a real sweet moment of Keith winking at Wesley, which mm-hmm. I just loved. Uh, so we get into it pretty much right off the bat. John says that they started bickering because, you know, he got back and Jacqueline started to catch him up and he snapped. And it basically turns into a couples therapy session with Jeff yeah.
1: Rose. Wow.
0: Once again, they're in the middle. Reed starts making his case, the same one that we've heard on the beach. Missy makes her case, which, you know, is basically saying at one point she does mention like Alec and ja- Alec and Jacqueline are flirting and it's weird. And th- then they then they spend some time dissecting that. And ja- Jacqueline's like, no, it's not. And John says, you know, I don't know. It might just be friendly jibber jabber. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's friendly fucking jibber jabber. It's just uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like, like, it seems like mom and dad have made up by by the end of the sesh. So, I mean, that's that's not why we're here, but good. Good on them. Glad they could move past it.
0: Missy's main point is basically like, well, why are you going to trust this guy when he just tried to get you out last tribal? It kind of seems like Jacqueline believes Reed, but John doesn't. And should we get to the vote?
1: We sure will. So, you know, they like to show us some people's votes sometimes. So we see Missy voting for Reed. And as she holds up his name, by the way, my child is not a brat.
0: Which this reminds me of what was the conversation, actually, when they kind of first merged and Missy just she was believing everything Baylor said about, do you know, what I'm talking about. Uh-huh.
1: And it's about just like jail. yeah,
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like it just it's it's gross to just blindly follow and believe somebody like why not just be like yeah baylor's kind of a brat I
1: yeah or maybe maybe she maybe she doesn't see it and also i mean if your kid's a brat sometimes that's a reflection on you too Ooh. like I, I didn't i didn't raise no brat but like <laughs> kind of did but um, you know
0: i have a question because yeah. at this point i realize everybody votes and nobody plays an idol we know that John has one from Exile, but there were two idols played last week. So wouldn't you think there's probably one back at camp somewhere? And nobody, at least we didn't see anybody look for it, but I would have been looking for it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I can't remember if there is. I mean, just from my past viewings, but I mean, that, that is a possibility for sure.
0: So we get to the votes and got Reed, Missy, Reed, Reed. Read, read. That's a not premiere torch. Oh, I'm like uh, I was sad. I'm sad. I know,
1: and he he's just like ouch, Jeff. Yeah,
0: we end with John and Jacqueline saying, "I love you." I guess they're uh-huh. fine. Oh,
1: uh-huh. good, good for them. Glad that they can make up at the loss of Reed. Okay, but yeah, and so it looks like though, and I just wonder what kind of conversation did happen because if you watch the votes, it was Reed across the board, like mm-hmm. including Alec, including Alec and Keith. So I. I guess his campaigning didn't work at all. It wasn't really a question of who was going home, which was a bummer, but.
0: Right. It, it, it is a bummer. He was a lot of fun to watch. Probably one of my favorite players from this season. I think he's, he's obviously, I think when I first watched this season live, I was just, I only had eyes for Keith Nail. <laughs> but I mean. doing, doing this rewatch, it's, I think Reed is like one of my favorite Survivor players at this point. Yeah,
1: but as as much as like the love for Keith runs deep, at the same time we kind of know he's not gonna win. Like even your first viewing, like you don't. I just don't think there's any situation where he could have won. Because, I mean, unless maybe he went with Missy and Baylor, I think going to the end as a couple is extremely dangerous because your moves are gonna be lumped together.
0: It would have been very hard for Keith to win, no matter what. (laughs) Like, maybe if Keith had gone to the final three with, like,
1: Missy and Baylor.
0: Uh, Yeah, maybe. Even then, though, I think Missy would have had a better shot. But
1: (sighs) really, I'm voting for Baylor in that out of that duo. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of everybody else's perceptions. It's it's tough.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, well okay. It's, so it's this- hard
1: too because I think Baylor. I think Baylor played harder on her own, and I think she kind of lost some steam when reunited with her mom. So.
0: I agree because she took a back seat. Yeah. At this point, who do you think was the MVP of this episode?
1: The MVP.
0: I'm gonna say.
1: You know we we've been doing this for how many episodes now? Like. This and is the every. 11th. Every well, and then but I'm talking about winners of war too. Like we've been we've been doing this for quite some time since like February. It it is October now. You every week you get me with the who's the MVP. I never go into it really thinking like this person I forget every week. How?
0: I have a person, I think I'm gonna say Jacqueline because I think she showed an open mindedness and a perseverance and she stood up for herself. Yeah. And you're starting to see her emerge as her own player and not just Jacqueline of John and Jacqueline, but as Jacqueline.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with that definitely. Yeah, that, that that's mine too. I mean, obviously honorable mention to our boy Keith for winning. Like I like to always just give give a shout out to someone, you know, winning. Right. Winning immunity when they need it, you know, but and he, he worked on his acting skills a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, so yeah, definitely Jacqueline though. Oh my
0: god! So Matt was outside in the backyard uh, doing some yard work, like we have all these vines on the ground, and he's pulling them up. And he had his AirPods in, and he said that they fell out, (laughs) and so now he has to like dig through all the vines and find them.
1: Uh, That's on you, man. I I bought some AirPods recently during during quarantine. Yeah, but I'm just like irresponsible and i lose things and it's just like why would i do that like why would i buy something so so expensive and so small mm. but i haven't lost them yet but i also don't leave the house so they yeah i'm worried about their fate that that would be me i would i would lose my airpod and a pile of vines
0: this is the time where we talk about luxury items which it's a playful nod to a component of Old School Survivor, but it's something that we use to share about things outside of Survivor that we are digging this week. Could be books, could be shows. Who knows? Ashley, would you like me
1: to share first? Yeah, please go for it. I just okay. I just have one.
0: Okay. I mm, I have a couple, but I I have one main one. So, I am about halfway through the book finding freedom it's a biography about prince harry and Meghan markle <laughs> excuse me the duke and duchess um it's called finding freedom harry and Meghan and the making of a modern royal family it's by uh omi and scoby i'm probably saying that wrong and carolyn durand and okay norm i i have this book has gotten a lot of buzz i'm a huge royal commentary fan like I love the royals I love Harry and Megan uh it, but I was skeptical about this book because I'm I'm usually skeptical about biographies because by bi- biographies I'm like I would rather just read a memoir or fiction mm-hmm. but this truly almost reads like a fiction book because it's just uh-huh. I mean it's the story of two beautiful royal people falling in love like it's great uh and I I picked it up at Target earlier this week and I'm about halfway through and I I really like it it's it's there's a lot you can you can tell that they like if they didn't they're they're not allowed to officially say like the palace isn't allowed to officially approve shit like this but the people who wrote it were two journalists who were in their press pool so they traveled with harry and megan a ton and it, it, it kind of seems like maybe they had their blood like their unofficial blessing and they yeah. have a lot of
1: they, they, they obviously talk to a lot of people who are very
0: close with them
1: yeah. No, I did hear that, but it was pretty legit and, like, almost royal approved. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Might yeah. have to check that out. What you got? Um, okay, so I watched a little show last night. It, it, the episodes are only, like, half an hour. Like, they're, they're short, so I was able to breeze through um, in a day called emily in paris on netflix did you see a preview for that i did see a preview and that looks delightful i want to watch that too it's super cute it's it's not one of those things where i'm gonna be like this is a groundbreaking show but i'm sorry like as a young girl like who did not fantasize about just like moving to paris one day like she's just a young woman it What happens is she lives in Chicago. She has a boyfriend. Okay, like, one thing about, like, the storyline, though, and the acting is, like, this boyfriend, like, has no appeal at all. Like, he, I mean, he has a, like, he seems like he has a nice job. He's always wearing a suit. But, like, no chemistry. Like, you can tell, like, she's going to move to Paris and they're going to break up. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, pretty obvious and, like, just stuff like that. But anyway, so her boss was supposed to, her boss, which is kind of weird because Kate Walsh plays her boss. I love Kate Walsh. But she's, like. I don't. I, I I question Kate Walsh taking this role because she's literally not in it like at all. Like she's in the, in the beginning. Like I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Hmm. But,
0: well, so Kate, Kate Walsh has done Netflix shows before. Yeah. so I wonder if
1: she just has like a little little deal little with them or something. I, I mean, no. I'm, I hope like they probably compensated her well, and like she just had probably had a show for a day. So like, good on Kate Walsh. I mean, good for her. She's so beautiful. I'm, oh, like yeah, she is. Like I'm just like blown away. Like she doesn't age. She just gorgeous.
0: But you know what? She looks her age. Like, and when I say she doesn't age, I mean, she doesn't look, she, maybe she has just had really good work done, but she doesn't look like she's had a ton of work done. She looks like she's aging gracefully.
1: Yeah. Just so gorgeous. But anyway, so she plays the boss and she was supposed to go to Paris for the job and she actually finds out she's pregnant and then. Emily gets to go and she doesn't speak any French, you know, just like kind of like cliche, like, oh, oh, I don't speak any French. And like, I'm a bubbly American and these glamorous, like serious French people hate me and like pick on me. And then like, I win them over. It's just like, it's, it's like very cliche, like kind of in what you would expect, but it was still cute. And like, I watched it in a day and I enjoyed myself. And like, just like there's some night she has like a, a sidekick when she's in Paris, like she meets this girl who's really funny um, there's a hot guy. Ooh. Oh yeah. He's like, he's a babe and a chef. So a hot man that can cook. Tie me up. But <laughs> yeah, it was just really my cute. Alley. And like the, there, and there's just some like good fashion moments too. Um, it, it just really cute. I, I, I would recommend
0: I so I mean, I don't really have a a ton of others. I started watching Selling Sunset, which I know you said your friend Danielle started watching too. So I started watching Selling Sunset. And it's just something I realized what's been happening is I'll start watching a show. And then Matt will want to watch it too. So before I was watching, you know, old season survivor, and then he got into that um, with with Pearl Islands. So I can't watch Pearl Islands by myself anymore. Um, I started watching uh, old episodes of Friday Night Lights, which is like one of my all time favorite shows. But I started rewatching that and then Matt wanted to rewatch that, too. (sighs) So I have to pick very specific things to start watching because I need something to watch by myself when he's not available. So Selling Sunset is the perfect thing. Um, Also something that had a lot of hype. And I was like, it didn't really interest me, but it is good. It's just also I I feel like I know that I'm like an old fogey because I'm more interested in like the architecture of the houses
1: instead of the drama. Like I'm like, Ooh, what a cool door. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like some of those on that. I, I have not, I've not watched Selling sunset myself, but um, when I get my nails done, they, I, and I, I, have like the best spot in the whole place. The, the guy that does my nails, his station is like right by the TV. So you can really see it and hear everything well. And so they're always like streaming a Netflix show usually when I go in and I've, I've, I've been introduced to some good shows through getting my nails done. Um, they, they sometimes will have like a cool cooking show on, or one time they did this one called ultimate beast master, <laughs> which was like, a, you know, like American Ninja warrior where yeah. like you're jumping on stuff, it, it, ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix. Check that one out. But <laughs> they did selling sunset one day. So I, I did see a couple episodes and I was like, I definitely want to go back and watch this on my own.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's, 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 it's something nice to put on when you're doing some other stuff around the house.
1: Yeah, exactly. See, the reason I haven't started it yet is I'm just like very invested on in my real housewives of New York journey. I'm on season six. Now I, I made like a very good progress in the last like week or so. I think I got two seasons in, but I, res- I do-
0: respect that so much. And when I was trying to see like, Oh, what should I watch by myself? I was between selling sunset or, Real Housewives, but I I went with Selling Sunset.
1: Yeah, well, you know, report back, and then may, then we'll we'll yeah. switch ultimately, and we'll be able to we'll discuss it off. all together. Yeah, yeah. And your our girl, um, I mean, I don't know if we like her on the show, but Kershell from Selling Sunset is on. She's <laughs> yeah. on Dancing with the Stars right now, which we're also yeah. watching. Oh, Disney I mean- Week.
0: Disney week was wonderful. It put me in such a, like, I loved Johnny Weir's Mulan performance. I thought that was wonderful. My problem is I don't lo- I don't know a lot of new Disney. Like, I don't know Moana. You know what I mean? So, like, I, but I, yeah. and, and, I, I liked the, Her- I wish they would have picked for the Hercules song. I wish they would have done. No chance. No way. I won't yet say, you know, the uh, one time
1: out. Um, I won't say I'm Laura, in love. Laura. You don't need to tell me anything about Hercules. I the, little known fact about me: Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. It is that so, is so un- random,
0: but it, it is, is good. so under
1: it is so underrated. I'm sorry. Wait, like Danny DeVito as <laughs> as Phil? Like, can I tell pa- you? Pain and Panic, the little minions, Hades. Hades is like the best Disney villain. Like he's hilarious.
0: Wait, so. I, because I was, I, I kind of went into like a Hercules deep dive. I was just thinking about it after dancing with the stars. I have a really crazy statement to make, but I need to make it. Okay. Did uh-huh. you, when you were watching, and obviously when you were watching as a little kid, you didn't know what sexual tension was, but do you kind of feel like there is some sexual tension between Meg and
1: Hades? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe. I think her. I think Hades is gay. Oh really? <laughs> I, 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 I don't. You know what? He reminds me of my my deceased uncle Bill. Like he just has this like biting wit and like sarcasm, and he remind always reminded me of my uncle Bill. And my uncle Bill is gay. So in my head, I don't mean to you know <laughs> make any so assumptions funny. about Hades' sexual preference, but I. He, I just felt like he was my Uncle Bill, so I guess that that was that, that was my take on it. Wow, I, interesting. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna have to watch it with a new lens and try to detect that sexual tension.
0: Oh, well, I just uh, I actually just oh my god, I just googled this. I googled like Hades from Hercules gay, and a <laughs> lot of. <laughs> Oh, God, a lot of the Internet, a lot of the Internet agrees with you. A lot of the Internet. Somebody uh, (laughs) says Hades from Hercules was the original sassy gay best friend. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, I'm glad I'm not alone. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Wow. Why did I think there was sexual tension? I guess to me, he struck me as like a jealous ex-boyfriend and not like, you know, the ruler of the underworld.
1: I maybe mean, maybe he can be both. But oh my god. R- rulers of the underworld have feelings too. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's like a there's a funny meme that popped up, and Meg is saying to Hercules, she's like, This one is different. He's honest and sweet and wouldn't do anything to hurt me. And then Hades goes, He's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, you're so right. Hades is definitely gay. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I, like, I immediately want to go watch Hercules. Like, I want to, like, open a bottle of wine and kick back with some Disney Plus right now. Yeah, that
0: sounds... Oh, wait. Okay, sorry. Oh, God, I hate clickbait, because now I'm just in, like, a Disney characters who were probably gay. And <laughs> someone has... <laughs> someone has Radcliffe from
1: Pocahontas. Oh, my God. Hey. Uh, he- I-, I feel like he has he a... Uh, uh- I don't know. He he seems like a like stylish, like gla- like a little like glamorous. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Am I thinking? Wait, me, I haven't seen Pocahontas in a really long time. Am I am I thinking of the right person?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're... The, yeah, Radcliffe has like he he's like these like ponytails. I don't know.
1: Pocahontas. Oh wow! Now I'm on a deep. I can't spell Pocahontas. That's okay. Well. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, his his outfit? No. This this outfit is intense. John Smith wouldn't be caught dead in this.
0: John Smith when I was a kid was like so hot to me. And can I tell you Pocahontas so if, if Hercules was your favorite Disney movie, Pocahontas was probably my favorite Disney movie as an adult, obviously problematic as hell, but when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't know that and I loved it and I loved John Smith. I thought he was so hot. And then because I loved it so much, my parents took me to Jamestown in Virginia on a trip, which is like really sweet. And they had this statue of John Smith and they showed it to me. And I was like, that's not him and they're like that's John Smith and I was like no you don't understand John Smith (laughs) is hot (laughs) and that statue is not hot (laughs) and my world was like turned upside down that was like the moment in which I realized that Disney characters are not accurate representations of what they looked like in real life and like
1: it's such a shame
0: yeah my heart shattered
1: John Smith really is a babe. I mean, obviously, me, along with the rest of the world, like, probably had a sexual awakening over Aladdin. Like, Aladdin's a babe.
0: See, Aladdin, I think, because you're a couple years older than me, and I think I kind of missed the boat
1: on Aladdin in, like, a sexual awakening. Well, no. I mean, I'm saying a rewatch, because Aladdin came out, like, in the early 90s, so, I mean, I was probably, like, five. (laughs) But I mean like later like you you still like kept watching all of those yeah. uh all those movies like over and over again growing up like on mm-hmm. VHS you know like me like my, my in order to keep Brandon and I from killing each other on road trips like we had a TV in our minivan mm-hmm. so like I watched those Disney movies all the time but man Aladdin really does it for me he he, he still does to this day
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah.
1: I also, uh, not Disney related. Did you have a crush on Hey Arnold? N- no. Oh, just me then? <laughs> I, I, know he's a football, I know he's a football head, but like, I feel like Arnold could get it. There is somebody really
0: funny that I feel like you and I talked about having a crush on as kids. And okay. I'm like, I, I kind of I'm embarrassed to say it <laughs> on air. <laughs>
1: Oh no, I'm I'm embarrassed too because I don't even know what it is, but I'm scared. But just hit me.
0: I'm fairly certain you and I talked about it. They're from the movie Hocus Pocus.
1: Wait, <laughs> Do you know what? I'm- <laughs> Wait, who did we? Oh, the cat! <laughs> <laughs> Zachary Binks <laughs> to H- Hundo P. <laughs> oh my god, I was well, like I so. Can- Oh, my God. It came I was like,
0: like we were obviously drunk and having a conversation about something totally random. And but it's not like we're into a cat. It's like we're into... Because he's a boy trapped in a cat.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, also, too, you know who... Okay, this is just going down such a rabbit hole. I hate myself. I kind of had a crush on Casper. <laughs> 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 the Christina, the, the like the Christina yeah. Ricci version. But listen, Devin Sawa played Casper, and he was the hottest hottie of the nineties.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no shame at all. And just to go back to Zachary Banks from Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it was his personality. He had a yeah. sarcastic personality, and it was like, yeah, obviously I'm not attracted to a cat, but I'm attracted to the man
1: inside the cat. Yeah. Well, also like. He okay I'm sorry the real life version like Uh, is hot too yeah hot too like the cat (laughs) is also I hate myself oh my god (laughs) this needs to end where did this conversation come from
0: dancing with the stars
1: oh wow what a rabbit hole
0: (laughs) yeah and I mean it's oh god it's it's
1: there's nothing we can say to redeem ourselves no. Oh, I, oh. I mean, I feel like that about sums it up. I feel like we should just we're, go before we do any more damage.
0: Yeah, I kind of want to dig ourselves out of the hole, but I, I just don't think we can do it. But you know what? If I... Because we had when we had this conversation, we were both like, oh my god, you thought that too? Like... There's got to be another girl out there somewhere who was, like, six years old and was like, this cat has a sparkling personality, (laughs) and I bet when he turns back into a man, he's going to be hot. Like,
1: Normalize falling in love with a cat, okay? You're not alone. We need (laughs) to normalize it.
0: Because here's the thing. It's not like I had a crush on Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, because that was an old man, an old man trapped in a cat's body.
1: Yeah. So... (laughs) Salem Salem had a sparkling personality, but like he, I only saw him as a friend.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. A, a little companion.
1: Oh my God.
0: Well, well, if you if you haven't turned this off yet, thanks for listening. I know this is a shorter episode than some of our usuals, but we've got places to go.
1: People to see. we really do. We're going to a small uh, birthday gathering.
0: yeah for our friend so, Amy.
1: Yeah, happy birthday, Amy.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Yeah. It'll be fun to to see each other. We don't, you know, mm-hmm. we don't get to see each other all that often. We, you know, we talk True. all the time, record every week, but it'll be nice. I I might make a cocktail or something. I I might make pear Moscow mules.
0: Ooh, I I bought a
1: pie at the farmer's market. I know I'm I'm thinking like when we wrap up in a few minutes, I might like take a, another shower cuz I just I didn't do my hair and it mm-hmm. needs to be washed. And then uh, head over to the grocery store pick out some stuff to nosh on.
0: Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Idol Chatter Pod. We post more stuff there throughout the week. And, again, if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review, it would be so wonderful. Can't begin to tell you. Thank you for tuning in. And we will be back next Monday with our recap of Episode
1: 12. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye.